Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Just do it. If you have an idea, create a minimum viable product first and try to sell it. The first sales is actually something that would tell you that, hey, this works. <laughs> uh, if you get to sell that, there's an opportunity for that. And then you scale bigger. Get the funding if you have to. Get partners if you have to. But find the right partners. Find partners who will be essential to the growth of that company. They're just not, they're just not there to give you money, but give you sound advice, give you expertise, uh, give you contacts and network as well. And good evening. Welcome to everybody joining us here for the RJ Ledesma podcast all the way from rainy Baguio. It's uh, really great to be spending some time here a bit with the family, just take a little break from Manila. So again, for all those joining us for the RJ Ledesma podcast, in this RJ Ledesma podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they think about business, what are their success secrets, how they've innovated their businesses during the pandemic, and what opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal? Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please let me know. Drop me a message. We are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Pinas TV, and now the Bounce Back Network. Now, Right before I begin with the podcast here this evening, may I just kindly invite everyone to say a little prayer uh, for a very good friend of mine. My good friend, he was my talent manager for 18 years at the ALD Talent Circuit. He was uh, my talent manager, my good friend, and my fellow comic book geek. His name is Benjamin Gabitan, and he just passed away uh, early Friday morning. He was not just my, my, my handler, but also a very good friend. He's been with me even before I, I, you know, I did this show. He's, he's been with me before I won any awards for hosting. Um, he helped shepherd my career. Uh, he's also the manager of people like, uh, Carda Beliana and, and, and Divine Lee and, and, uh, Victor Bass and many other people. And, uh, he will be sorely missed. So again, I ask you to please say a bit of a prayer for my good friend, uh, Ben Gabitan. And with that, no, I'm very excited for my guest uh, tonight because now that I have her here on the show, I've actually been very curious. I've, I've actually met her before and I wanted to learn more about what she's doing and she's exploding in the world of online selling. And I wanted to understand much better because it's like me, a Tito of Manila, trying to understand uh, how online selling works. And I've got the perfect perfect guest for all of you here tonight. And I'd like to thank my good friend, Dean Bernalis. Dean, thank you so much for helping me invite you on the show. Former shop TV host turned CEO, Yasmin Neri Soya, who's changed the e-commerce game by launching the country's first full production live streaming agency. Now she's better known by Yas and Yas's previous experiences 
in shop hosting, digital marketing, and video production set the foundations of Shoppertainment Live Incorporated. Now, konti ano lang. I know you can see, I know that you can see right now, yes, but yes, I want to make you benta ng konti to all the people watching us here right now. Now, for five years, Yas has worked as a professional shop host for ACJO Shipping. She was extensively trained by leading experts at the CJ Broadcasting Academy in South Korea. And aside from appearing on television and hosting corporate events, this former ABS-CBN star magic artist handled digital lifestyle brands as a market head in ABS-CBN's creative programs. Yas also worked as a content producer for various lifestyle publishers and channels such as ABS-CBN, One Mega Group, ANC, and Rappler. And Yas closely coaches Shopper Team at Live's roster of Influence Sales TM. And she'll tell us a bit more about that later on. All the hosts over there mentoring them with the best techniques and strategies in selling, hosting, and marketing. Please welcome my fellow host here as well. Yas, yes, welcome to the RJ Ledesma podcast. Hello, RJ. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm really excited to to be on the show and looking forward to talk more about shoppertainment and live selling. Thanks so much for joining us over here. Dean, I hope you're listening to us here right now as well, because this is going to be a truly interesting evening. Now, for all those listening to us here live online, if you've got any questions for Yas, I would love to hear from you. And for uh, Rich Riaport and Henny Monsonas, thank you so much for joining us here tonight uh, to listen to our show. Now, I kind of like, you know, I, I feel a certain rapport together with Yas because we sort of have the same background. We're both entrepreneurs in sort of like startup industries. And we also have a hosting background at the same time and also uh, an acting background at the same time. And, you know, all those different components actually uh, sort of led to our career right now. But like I often say, yes, no, tell me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, that all these things, nothing was wasted from the acting to the, to the hosting to, to whatever you had. Am I right? It's all plays into, it all plays into what you're doing right now. Yes, definitely. If you, if you, trace it backward. There's a reason for why things happened. And all of those skills that you got from those different types of work, definitely it's something that you that I've been using in this business that I have. Yeah, exactly. And Dean Bernales listening here right now, tuning in. Thanks so much for listening to us here right now, uh, Dean. Now, uh, yes, for many of us listening right now, including the Titos of Manila, who might not be too familiar with online shopping, because you have to understand, the original framework I have might have been how you started off, you know, TV online shopping where there is a dedicated channel that you just watch where, <laughs> where people shop. And I know that your secret origin begins there now, but it's, it's evolved so, uh, so quick, quickly, disruptively and aggressively that it's a totally different ballgame right now. Please, you know, sort of like in a nutshell, explain to us what shoppertainment is all about. So Shoppertainment is a live stream shopping enabler. What we do is we create live stream shopping campaigns for different brands in various platforms. We do provide real-time marketing and also uh, real-time sales whenever we're doing our live stream shopping or live stream selling campaigns. So uh, no. basically, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't really say that we're we're an mm. agency, because we actually work with various agencies as well, like uh, Ogilvy, Mindshare, um, different creative agencies. But at the same time, we also work with brands. So what we do is we enable them with this whole new live commerce industry that's coming up, and we've been spearheading some campaigns with them. Now, when you say real time, I mean the difference between doing this before. Now, when you, when you started off doing this one, I know that your career began 
with online selling, but maybe I guess TV selling or cable TV selling to this one. It was yes. online selling to, to real time selling, right? Tell us, tell us how did that evolve? I mean, you, you, you've seen the industry. Uh, tell us a bit more. Uh, I'm so curious how that industry evolved and how some people were not able to make the transition like you did from, let's say, uh, cable TV selling to, to, to real time selling. Uh, make us quento the secret origin. Okay, so uh, back when I was a shop host, I was able to understand what home shopping really is. I saw a big industry in other countries about it. There would be a 24-7 type of broadcast wherein they've been selling anything under the sun from, from insurances to gold bars, even cars and accommodations. But in the Philippines, it wasn't like that way back. But I, How long have you been in the industry, in the, on, on, the, on the selling <laughs> industry, the online selling industry, your TV, industry, TV selling uh, well, industry? Well, in um, in uh, home shopping, I was there for five years, home and shopping. then I shifted into digital as a market head. So I, I became a, a manager in one of the departments of ABS-CBN, and I saw that the digital opportunities as well. And when I saw the opportunity for e-commerce to have live stream selling, I was able to bridge the gap of uh, real-time conversion when it comes to sales uh, through a home shopping type of setup, a format. So there, you have your home, your home shopping, you have your e-commerce, and you have your live stream tools. And I just integrated that, of course, with my partners. And we created live stream shopping um, as a way for us to, to pioneer in the Philippines. So basically, what live stream selling is all about here in the Philippines right now is it's part of e-commerce marketing. Yes, you do get to have conversion right away. But it's not as big as setting up a store inside your, your e-commerce platforms and then creating long, long time campaigns. Like, let's say you have your, your store and then you have several e-commerce promos. So that's your e-commerce design, right? So what mm-hmm, live mm-hmm. selling does is that we're part of the e-commerce marketing. Let's say you have a D-Day. Let's say that's 11-11. And you want to communicate to people that there would be an 11-11 inside your store, mm-hmm. uh, be it in Lazada or Shopee, for example. So live stream selling is there to, to communicate that and push more the products on that certain campaign day. So that's how it is and how the landscape of live selling is here in the Philippines. But yes, we do see a lot um, of live sellers in, in Facebook, the mind mind, kumbaga. But uh, yes, they do have conversions. But I'd say that it also is a different dynamic when it comes to the marketplace live selling compared to the ones on social media live selling. Yeah. So can you help us better understand that one? No? Because right now I'm I wear two hats as I speak to you, speak to you, no? both as a, a sort of like a moderator of this discussion, right? But also mm-hmm. as a owner of a business who's, you know, I, I'm mildly curious about this one. So I can do the same sort, let's say that if I have my own business, I can just go Facebook live stream, right? And, and then and then start selling over there. I mean, technically online, diba? I mean that's what other people do. And then there's Shoppertainment Live. And I know that you know there's different conversions and there's different dynamics. But what exactly does something like Shoppertainment add to that one? What is the secret sauce, as they say, you know, or the unique selling proposition? Why you need to take something like a Shoppertainment Live? It's the, the consistency, the structure, 
the campaign, the angling, if you're building a brand and you want to communicate a certain story, your brand story, that's where we come in. Because yes, uh, Livestream is a free tool that you can definitely use. But if you want to elevate that content and use it for your benefit, use it as a collateral as well for your brand to market your products, then that's where we come in. We help in in understanding also the analytics on the back end. Uh, is it vital for the certain product to go on live selling? Like uh, there are some products that are really sellable when you're doing your live selling. So we want to see all of those SKUs and compare them. What's the impact of uh, this campaign um, with your back end in terms of sales? So we help um, our brands analyze these things and also angle it according to their brand story. So we put more science and art into it. Uh, it's not just your usual, you know, raw live stream without the flow. It's really more of a story and end to end. We create also interactive campaigns or interactive engagements throughout the live stream. And of course, putting in the principles and fundamentals of uh, shop hosting, the fundamentals of home shopping uh, is something that we also place here. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I like because what you have here right now is both an understanding. I mean, you've got the medium, right? I mean, it's it's online live streaming. Anybody can do live streaming. But the difference that you have coming in, yes, and, and which I really which which I appreciate is the idea that you've got the principles or the best practices for online home shopping in place, which other people don't have. I mean, anybody can just sell, diba. Right? But you you've got sort of those things. Uh, running like it's it's a script running in the back of your mind. Like when I host, I've, I've got a running script in, in terms of best practices. Now, when people are selling online, and I hope you don't mind, you know, I'm not asking you to reveal all your success secrets, but then how do you bring, what are these sort of like fundamentals of online selling, which you often see people getting it wrong, you know, tweak it a bit. This is the best way to actually do online selling, whether it be how you used to do online home shopping or when you were do, or when you do like online uh, live streaming selling right now. Right. Um, live stream is a content tool, right? So if you're representing a certain brand and let's say your brand is premium and then you go on live and then it doesn't look premium, then that would have a misalignment to the story that you're trying to tell. So mm -hmm. we want to align all of these things whenever we create an image for your brand. So that's why we create a plan for you to create this live stream. Another thing that I want to share is that I believe in five fundamental things in mm -hmm. order for you to have a successful live selling stream. So one is, of course, your product. Your product should be good. You have your inventory in place. If we do get to have a live, we want to make sure that these people can actually add to cart these products. It's available already. Inventory is uh, very important. So again, that's product. Second is promo. What's in it for me? Why would I watch your live stream? Is there something different that you can offer me uh, as a shopper? So you need to have your discount in place or maybe a freebie or maybe it's, it's a giveaway when you buy something. So there should always be a carrot. Third is presenter. Is your presenter really knowledgeable about what the brand is about? Do they actually understand what the USP of your product is? Or they're just there as, you know, tendera, but they don't really know what it is about. Oh. We just to just then, explain for the other people, uh, the first time, a USP, very important to me. And yes, that means unique selling proposition. What makes your product yes. different from all other products out there in the market? So again, yeah. yes, please continue. Please continue. Okay. Oh. So again, that's your uh, product promo presenter. And then fourth is you have your frequency. 
are you consistently broadcasting doing your live selling? Because um, we've seen from our case studies that even if you do a one-time thing, it doesn't really translate into sales right away. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the behavior of people aren't really... They're, they're not looking at your brand consistently because you're not putting out a lot of content, just like any other digital video, right? When you're building it for your social media page. So you need to have a consistent live campaign so that it, you, you would see, um, results in your data. Okay. So that's frequency. And then last one is demo. How are you able to demonstrate the product? Is it something with a wow factor? Is it something that people could actually feel, taste, see, experience through you? Whenever you're selling it, does it really uh, um, fit the lifestyle of the person? Even if you're telling them about the benefits of this certain product, do they actually see that benefit right away through the way you present? So those are the five fundamentals that I believe uh, are very important whenever you're doing your live stream selling. Hello there, Chinky Tan here. Motivational speaker, wealth coach, best-selling author, and now host of Chink Positive Podcast. A podcast that aims to help you to become wealthy and debt-free by teaching you on how to save, budget, get out of debt, and invest. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Available on wherever you get your podcasts. See you there! I know that's up, and these are the same sort of principles which you used both in in home selling and also here in in I guess live stream selling. Is that right? Have yes, ever, has, yes. it, has it evolved or changed between doing TV as a medium and live streaming as a medium? I think it's more of uh, the frequency. I think is different on TV. It's recorded, right? When you're doing it in a recorded way, you can always just play it. And then uh, it's just one, um, it's a one-time shoot, basically, uh-huh. just airing it. But for live sellers, you do it in several sessions. Each session is unique. So that's a difference, right? But uh, what's also great about doing it live is that people can, can see that what you're selling is authentic. They could see, for example, the size of that certain product. Oh, this product pala is uh, not too too big. On the photo, it looks like it's big, but in real life, hindi pala siya ganun kalaki. Oh, this color pala on the photo, it looks like a little bit on the dark side of the pink. But when you're doing it on live stream, ay, it's a little light pala. So wow. na break yung expectation versus reality. And it's not, too polished so people can actually see the actual product compared to let's say uh, an edited video there can be some adjustments in terms of post edits so that's the difference and uh, that's why live stream is important for e-commerce platforms as well just to make shoppers feel that they can trust the brand and that they could see that the products are real and authentic from what I've actually seen just for my own data and this is this is not no, not from analytics but rather from sort of like um, what I call qualitative stories, you know, that people prefer more authentic videos nowadays. It doesn't look so polished. It doesn't look so edited because they, they feel that, oh, this is a real thing because if it's edited or if it's taped or pre-recorded, parang there's no connection. But when it looks authentic, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's the real thing. Is that right? Is, is my yes. presumption correct? Yes. Um, but what we do is we still elevate that. We want to be authentic through live streaming, but of course, there are some factors that you also need to, to tell your story better. For example, the flow. 
Some mm-hmm. live sellers, I don't see a flow from end to end. The storytelling of how to sell this product. There should be like a start, mid, end in everything whenever you put out your, your content. So there should be that structure. Also, um, uh, when you're, when you're doing your live selling, it should always have a CTA or a call to action. And mm-hmm. you should always mention that. That's probably, you've probably heard that in a lot of infomercials or home shopping network on television. They always have call now, buy this or like mm-hmm. that. The reason for that is that viewers come in and out whenever you're, you're that's watching. Right, that's right. That's right. Oh. So you need to always remind them of the call to action. So that's part of the structure overall whenever you're doing your, your shopping content. So you have to keep those things in mind. So for example, if you don't mind me getting into this, because I, I find this very interesting as, as a, you know, I used to be in, in, I used to wear my hat as a brand marketing guy. I was a brand manager before. So it wasn't something that we used to look at before in terms of online selling. It, it wasn't an avenue before, but because the world has changed, you know, it's, 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 a, it's one of the key uh, avenues here right now to sell. Have you noticed in terms of the volume of sales that when you were doing online selling is the volume, uh, when you used to do TV selling, let's say online home selling, What's the volume larger there or is the volume XXX right now that you're doing uh, live streaming? Because original presumption for me is that uh, when you're selling uh, on TV, it's, it's sort of like massa selling, right? That's why you do advertising on, on, on TV because you're hitting a, large, a larger audience. And then before, if you did online, it was sort of a targeted smaller audience that you were going for. Yes, so, um, did the but, but because times have changed, you know, there's actually massa is coming into into live streaming, right? So where's the volume bigger for you? Have you seen, is it bigger when you were doing home selling or home or TV selling or here on uh, live streaming? At a certain point, of course, broadcast selling was really big. But when the consumer behavior shifted more on digital, of course, the reach is also different. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, of course, um, mas kumonte yung revenues for that. But when we shifted to digital, of course, you need to build a certain consumer behavior pa. So we've been tracking that since 2019 when that came in to the Philippines. So mm-hmm. Lazada Live, Shopee Live came in 2019 around March or February. And then we started doing shoppertainment around mm-hmm. August 2019. And from there, pre-pandemic pa lang, we've seen the the growth in terms of conversion and also the consumer behavior, uh, the increase of viewership as well. Uh, right now in the Philippines, I wouldn't say that it's one of the big drivers of conversion, but in other countries, it's already like millions, billions of, uh, con- of, of sales already in one hour of live stream. So I think it's a matter of how can people adapt more? How many uh, more people can be part of the audience and have this certain behavior of shopping through live stream selling. Definitely, there's an increase uh, because of the pandemic as well. It accelerated mm-hmm. the behavior. But I wouldn't say that it's really, really big in terms of the conversion just yet. But I've been talking to other people in other countries as well who's in the same industry. And uh, we've seen that uh, there should be a certain trend or a certain number of years before you hit that ah, big okay. like millions talaga per hour. Ah, okay, I got that. Actually, that was going to be my next question for you, but <laughs> I, I, I was saving it my mind. But let me see, let, let me get into that one. So the idea is that there was not an inflection. I mean, there's going to be an inflection point. And for some countries, it took, it took years to get to the inflection point where it was really sort of like the TV or online ordering. And in the Philippines, 
my presumption was that you said 2019 nagsimula yung shoppertainment. Your business was probably accelerated by the pandemic. How just just how did the pandemic affect your business? Did it dramatically or exponentially increase people purchasing via online uh, shoppertainment, or did they just accelerate things? But it wasn't as as uh, it's not yet quite the point where you want it to be. Of course, there is growth in terms of conversion and also viewership and engagement, but it's not yet at the point that we want to be, of course. Uh, comparing it to China, who's uh, really raking in the money when it comes to live stream selling. Uh, they've been selling billions, as I mentioned, millions. <laughs> it's a billion dollar, more than a billion dollar industry there. But here, um, we're starting to see data that there is an increase, but it's not that big compared to the ones in other countries. I think the same uh, the same rate that we have in Singapore, that's that's the same, halos the same market uh, in the Philippines and Singapore. Uh, from my last update with, with someone who's also in the industry. So in other words, things are moving in that direction, but it's not quite, it'll... It's something also that that, that it's it's habit forming. It has to be it has to be there consistently, and we we sort of just started on that road. Is that right? Yes, but the, what live stream selling is right now for us is more than just live stream selling itself. It's also part of the below the line advertising right now. Okay. So what we've been doing is we've been launching brands, launching products. We've been doing sampling. We've been doing a lot of uh, demos. You know, what you usually see in groceries like these uh, promo dicers. What we have here in Shoppertainment is digitizers. So explaining all these products and giving samples as well online. So we were able to see that uh, transition, especially with the behavior of our brands and the needs that they have for marketing. And that's the role of uh, live stream shopping here in the Philippines right now. Basically, it's the new normal below the line advertising campaign. Actually, what, below the line is not anymore below the line. I mean, to my mind, for those who are not into advertising, below the line just means anything that didn't used to be part of uh, the big media, not 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 TV, not print, not radio. That was all above the line. Below the line was everything else, billboards. Yeah. But now, I mean, it's changed. There's actually one just specifically for for digital marketing or social media marketing. is is one marketing plan already uh, in itself, right? Yes, nowadays that's yeah. how people think of it. Uh-oh. The similarity also of an event to a live stream is the same. You only go live once, mm. right? So yes, that's, that's right, what we've right. been also doing. Uh, we're also creating events. We're creating um, product launches, events uh, that's related to shopping as well. So yeah, that that's our scope right now here in Shoppertainment. You've seen both from you know you've been there in the in when you're doing it for TV and doing it live streaming. Is the conversion better for? TV or conversion better on, on live stream? Like more people will buy because it's there or, you know, and what's the conversion like? Like it's, it's what, what was the average conversion rate on TV than the average conversion rate, I guess, on live stream? Well, the beauty of being on digital and on e-commerce is that we can have a direct measure because of tools. Yeah. On TV, it's, uh, on TV, I think it would be more of a ratings or a reach. And then you can measure that through other means. In terms mm-hmm, yes. of conversion, like in grocery stores and whatnot. But when you do your, your e-commerce, there is a direct correlation from viewership, engagement, and direct sales. Exactly. Yes. So that's right. what I can say is that live stream can offer specific data measurement that is, uh, kumbaga, talagang apples to apples to your campaign initiative. 
Yeah. Sort of like to explain to people, it would sort of be like your presumption is that on TV, if your ad really worked, grocery sales will go up. But if you had a billboard, it's difficult to measure how many people saw that billboard and actually bought the products directly. But uh, when you do online selling, it's direct. You know exactly who bought because they've got to contact a number. And, and you know that that came directly from watching the, the ad on uh, Shoppertainment, right? It, yeah. Uh, it's actually not uh, calling a number. It's more of adding to cart. So we, uh, see to cart. Also, we also see the data for adding to cart because of the initiative. As you can see, I'm Tito of Manila. That's why I keep on saying call this number versus saying add to cart. No? So na yung kumbagalingguahe natin dito, pagdating dito. I think, I love the comments coming out here right now, especially from Muhammad Zuwari Fakir saying, nice topic. And I also like what Rich Report is saying here right now. Great timing really to discuss these things. And I, I want to bring up another thing that Rich was saying over here, Rich Report. He was saying, so the setting point for shoppertainment is making live videos look professional. I Correct. guess that's part of like, I mean, the whole thing, but I mean, aside from looking professional, what else are the, the other best practices to make it in professionalism is just one area of the overall selling experience, right? What else, but the, as, you were, as you were saying to us earlier, yes, completes it, the experience. Uh-oh. The live, uh, we make the live stream campaigns um, stitched well with your e-commerce marketplace. So if you have, let's say, your accounts on e-commerce platforms, then definitely we can help you understand the impact of this certain uh, live stream campaign and stitch it as an add to cart. For example, you're doing your live stream on Lazada and definitely can see the add to cart tool already. So you can add to cart the hero products that you're trying to push. So we can measure that right away. So it's, it's, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we are a live stream shopping enabler. Not a lot of brands understand how to go live and how we can professionalize the, the whole process of it and how can these data create an impact for your e-commerce design. So that's what we do. Oh, so for example, if you don't mind, I, I want to I wanna go through the flow of one of them. Like I know you're a host, so we, we, both, you know, we both have sort, sort of like a similar foundation as to how to think about hosting this one. But let's say... What is the attention span to do one, I guess, one segment for Shoppertainment where you are selling a product? And what's the whole kumbaga, the storyline? What, what, what happens to each one? Let's say in five minutes, this should be done. Okay, can, you, can you run me through the, the process? Well, uh, uh, a live stream shopping campaign usually lasts an hour. So mm-hmm. there should be, of course, this um, introduction of the products. What are the benefits? Uh, how can you purchase these things? Uh, are there giveaways? And uh, you try to loop that in different segments, but it should be a whole end-to-end presentation of products. What's this product about? Call to action. And then go go to the presentation of products again. Call to action. It's like that. Uh, just like your shopping shows on television. Because like what I mentioned, you don't really watch a shopping show from end-to-end. It's not That's a right. narrative. Oh. It's not a narrative. People come and go. So you have to mention all of the important things in in all the in all of the segments that you have within that one hour stream. Wow! So as a host, how exactly do you do that? Because I think ko lang para no ano yung mga adlib na gagawin ko for one hour, di ba? Inisip ko lang how do you how do you structure an hour where you got to keep on looping back to the same thing without one kumaga one one narrative? What do you what do you do within 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 that hour period? I think that's the difference of being a shop host. Or what we call here in the in shop entertainment as influence sales. Apart from the 
the hosting itself and the presentation, you need to do your research, create your product research, market research, who's your target market, what are their stories, how can these products be beneficial. So these things you should also keep in mind. It's not just a push button wherein you're reading your script or understanding oh. the bullet points. You have to create, you, you need to think more so that you can really expound and explain what the products are and how can these fit the lifestyle of your viewers. So um, th that's a difference of this, let's say, niche of shop hosting. And uh, like what I mentioned, we have influence sales. So right now, uh, people love influencers because they know how to engage, inform, mm -hmm. and entertain. But at the same time, we put in the factor of conversion. Because for us, content is king, but we prefer when the cash register ring. No, of so, course. I love, I love that. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I love it when the cash register rings. <laughs> yes, because at the end of the day, uh, what we prefer is for people to add to cart, right? So we have to have that uh, mentality as well that we should push these products and sell also. Apart from informing, entertaining, and engaging, at the end of the day, this shop, show or this shop uh, episode is all about conversion. So you need to know the KPIs as well. So you act as a salesman. That's why we have influence sales and at the same time, an influencer. So that's the practice that we have here in Shopertain. And we actually trademark that mindset that we have. Okay, let's read the script. It said influence sales TM. Okay, so TM was the copyright over there. That's yeah. why yeah. I when I was reading that one. And also, if people want to come in, let's say, there's a brand right now that is listening to what you guys are doing. They're saying, okay, so how exactly do I engage Shoppertainment? Do I have a Facebook page that I, that I ask them to come and manage for me to do a live stream? Or do I have to be on uh, something like uh, on Lazada or Kumu for you to be able to work with Shoppertainment? Do I have to buy some time on a cable show to, to do it? Can you, can you explain to us how exactly is the engagement when it comes to working with Shoppertainment? We can do your live stream campaigns in any platform that has live stream. So that can be your social media and that can also be your e-commerce uh, account. So we can also simulcast broadcast both on your socials and e-commerce and draw people to add the cart towards your, uh, add the cart in, in a certain platform. Yep. Okay. So, so that's any platform you guys can come in and, and, and just work with them, improve their sales. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Having said that, I would love to hear a nice, a nice case study. Share me, share me a story of a product that actually blew up that wasn't popular in any other medium, let's say, you know, but, but when they came into the shoppertainment sort of like online selling, that's where it really did well. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really say that it blew up because of shoppertainment, but I think it's more of like they were able to find another revenue stream for this certain okay. brand. So um, I think uh, we were able to sell uh, a six-digit revenue for this certain uh, fashion brand. I couldn't really say. I can't say because I have a lot of uh, agreements with our mm -hmm. brand's conf confidentiality agreement. So let's say I have a six-figure sales for a one-hour live stream for this certain wow. brand. Uh, for a fashion brand. And at a certain point, fashion didn't really sell well during the pandemic. But early this year, we were able to sell that with a six-figure sales per one hour. 
So oh. it was mm. really just about showcasing this product, uh, creating um, mm. a high engagement. And we have our sales host, not necessarily an artista, not necessarily a really popular influencer, but someone who's really good with explaining the products and understanding what the promos are and what's in it for our viewers. Still thinking of what career is best for you? My name is Pat Soyo. Check out my podcast where we answer questions and debunk job descriptions by interviewing professionals so we can put an end to our career search. This is Job Defined. Available on wherever you listen to your podcast. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. What exactly do you think, if you look back at it, what, I mean, when you, like you do a post-mortem on that particular incident, what made it different that, that sales were exceptionally good in, in that fashion? Was there something that you can pick apart and say, ah, this is what we can take and replicate for other, comp- for other brands as well that we're selling? Very good promo. Very good schedule time. Very what's good. A, what, what's a ta- what time is the good time? If you don't mind me asking, what's the best time? Um, it depends on the traffic of your e-commerce page or your social media page. Of course, we want to do the campaign during the high traffic times or the time slots that's uh, it's being visited historically by your viewers. Um, of course, we also place some media mileages uh, to make it uh, powerful when, uh, when it comes to traffic. And uh, we've also been reaching an average of uh, 20,000. Uh, 20,000 viewers for that campaign. Wow. Are there particular products which are very good online that don't necessarily do well in other marketing channels, but online they, they are particularly strong that you've seen um, over your over the years? I wouldn't really know exactly what these uh, what their sales are offline. Uh, what I have are just the data that we get for our campaign. So um, I think that would be the brands would be the best to ask about that. Uh, having said that, no, I, I just want to take this short break to tell people over here right now that Yas also has a show on the same Podcast Network Asia. She's part of the Podcast Network Asia family, of which I'm a part of together with, of course, thanks so much, Ronster Baityong or Ron Baityong of Hustle Share. Uh, let's tell a bit more about your show. Sure. So we have Before You Buy. So um, basically, it's it's a shopping guide for any category uh, that you can shop for. So if, for example, you're looking for home improvements and we have some guests who are uh, lifestyle experts, they can be editors, they can also be like brand managers of certain stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also uh, shoot some some questions on email and then we can discuss about that through the podcast. Fantastic. And I guess, you know, before you buy is on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you can find podcasts. Please also uh, subscribe to uh, Before You Buy by Yas Neri Soyao, also a partner of the Podcast Network Asia family. So Yas, getting back long to the discussion, we've really got into shoppertainment and I, you know, I'm so excited right now. I'm hoping to talk to you offline about how I can work together with you and, and my own brand Mercato. So, wow. brand na ako, di ba? Kaagad, brand na shirt, no? But let's go a bit more into the, the secret origins now really of, of yes and i think that's the other part that i want people to hear about your story because 
you know, to be honest, nobody, you know, at the start, nobody aspired to be a, a shop host. I mean, that's not, I don't think that you said that, hey, I want to be a shop host, right? On TV <laughs> or, and, but you eventually ended up becoming the CEO of your own company. So tell us a bit more. I mean, what was the journey which, which took you there? Because this is, this is something that you didn't expect. I'm sure, no, you didn't want, you didn't know you're going to becoming shop entertainment live host, but, uh, tell us a bit more about your journey. What was your original thing getting into shop hosting? All right, sure. Well, I started out as an actor in uh, Star Magic way back. And then there was a point wherein I was thinking, I want to shift into hosting. I want to understand it more. And I think one way for me to do that is to just audition. So there was this opening for this shopping show on ABS-CBN, and they said that they were looking for hosts. And mm-hmm. I just um, auditioned for it, basically. And I loved it. I love the fact that I was selling something because I really love selling ever, ever since I was a kid. I remember I would sell like uh, mga necklaces from Divisoria that's around 20 pesos lang and I would mark it up up to 150, make it really, it, it, it looks really nice, yung nakapackage na really nice. And I would sell for 150, parang kumakagat yung mga tao. So, I had that um, knack for selling things. And uh, back in college, I actually had a lot of bags and fashion items inside my my car. And I would just sell that uh, during tapings as well with my co-artists. Olala, I don't know. It makes me feel happy when I get to, to close the deal and uh, sell something. And at the same time, I also loved hosting. That's why I think it was a good fit at that certain point. And uh, I was also looking at something more... Um, stable for me and uh, at that time i was also understanding that there's this whole new world apart from being on cam i got interested with producing i was looking at the producers the the cameramen the visual merchandisers who were creating that show and one thing that really amazed me was the whole commerce side of shopping of that shopping show you know i saw the logistics i saw the warehouses i saw how the merchandisers were picking certain products and brands from different countries so that they could sell it here in the philippines so those things were really interesting for me from there i just said that i want to learn more apart from just being on camera there's this curiosity that uh, was was growing in me. So I took my MBA. I wanted to understand the business behind productions, the business behind broadcast. And I sort of got the idea and even created a thesis for one of the ABS-CBN channels. And uh, from there, I... Oh, I so you, you, you were doing the MBA and you, were already, um, you had already made the transition from artista to behind the scenes by the time? Uh, when I was taking my MBA, I was still doing my on-cam stuff. But I also wanted to learn the back end. So I was interning in a production house apart from doing the on-cam gigs. So in the production house, I was learning how to segment produce, edit, write. And eventually, binitawan nila ako to do some shows for, for a segment on ANC. So I was producing on television while doing my on-cam and studying the business side of things. I was just that curious. I really wanted to understand what this industry is all about from the operations to the business side of things. I, I love the, I love, sorry, I want to say yes, yes, I love the hustle. I mean, that that's, that's, <laughs> one, that's one of the nice things I like about, you know, I was telling people that the, the reason I wanted to, to talk to you is because, you know, the best people I've seen, the entrepreneurs in this show are not people who, you know, who have come from a background where they're, you know, they had all the work, you know, uh, they, they came from a, a privileged 
you know background or they had a company to handle they actually they they might have left that company or they just started something from scratch but it's because they took what they knew from from their background plus they had a love for it like you had that love for that knack for selling and you also wanted to learn production at nagag plus may MBA ka pa diba nagag mo lahat yeah at a certain point sabi ko ba't ang dami kong ginagawa but it doesn't feel that way it doesn't feel that way right it yeah, doesn't feel that yeah. way for you I know, yeah. I know exactly what you mean no Yeah, and when you connect the the dots backwards, you'd see na ah, these things make sense with what I'm doing now. These little things that I sort of did actually helps in certain departments in this business that I have. So if people are getting lost with why am I doing this, uh, it would make sense um, when you look back. Yeah, it's all the it's it's nice because I can see right now how you're sharing your story. All the pieces started to fit together. So, uh, you started off acting, then you like you did the online shop hosting, and then you got into doing production, and then you start doing your MBA. So, I mean, the skill sets were coming into place. You were customizing it for what you're doing here, what you're doing uh, right now. But my question really here is okay. So, with all that, no, um, when did you start seeing? In startup language, Deba, when did you start seeing the problem that you want to solve? Or where was that underserved market where you say, nobody's doing something over here. I think I can come in and do it better than other people can. Right. So I, after my MBA, I actually took a corporate job inside ABS-CBN as one of um, the parang market heads. And I saw that the way for you to get money out of content is really to sell airtime if it's on television, or to have placements, ad placements inside your digital content, right? So I was thinking, how come in home shopping before, we didn't really need to have a lot of commercials. The sales would come from the products itself. So you get to have a real-time sales whenever you're doing your content. So I said, Ang bilis naman nun. I think that would be a good way to reap revenues from uh, from content. And then I met Steve. Steve was actually a friend of my husband. And Steve was sharing with us what live commerce is in China, what's happening there. There's this live selling, he was telling us, and he gave us videos of some influencers selling products, uh, doing it on different e-commerce platforms. I'm like, that's exactly like home shopping. What you were, what, what you were thinking of, yeah. Yeah. Uh... That's like home shopping, but at the same time, how they do the content is like very digital. Meron siyang lifestyle angling, meron siyang uh, giveaways, meron siyang vlog review type. So, oh, that's, that's, that's actually really interesting. So I want to learn more. So I researched more about it and I, we told Steve, yeah, let's do this. Let's start this in the Philippines. Even though people don't know it right away, we just did it. I even rarad go went to different offices and offer them the services, uh, even at a very low price, just for us to test and pilot this whole shop retainment thing. And then eventually it became it became something that they needed. When when the pandemic came, it it pretty much accelerated us as well. Uh, just to let you know, we grew 39 times. Wow, 39x? 39x. During, during, this, during this pandemic, particularly. Yes. So I started with just three employees. Um, right now, we're at 40. Wow. 40 employees. Uh, amazing. Um, we started with a makeshift studio inside Steve's mm-hmm. chat support room. <laughs> just this white blanket and this ring light and mobile. And now we have uh, 10 studios. So it was really fast. And it, it was... 
exciting, basically. Uh, learning all of these things as we go along. Yep. Now, just for people who don't know, no, that's Steve C of uh, Great Deals E-Commerce, uh, one of the fastest growing startups in the country. Uh, arguably, I think, I, I, I really feel that Steve will be one of the next, the uh, Great Deals E-Commerce will be a unicorn here in the Philippines. No, And we interviewed Steve for an earlier episode of the RJ Ladespa podcast. Please do to do watch that one as well. So, uh, yes, this is a really great story. So, I mean, I love, I love how you, you know, it really, the idea came from you to, to grow this one. But what I often ask many entrepreneurs is that, you know, Shampre, at that point, as pagsalalaki yan, diba? You can, when you're starting off a business, you can often feel the, your balls up to here, right? I mean, you're not <laughs> sure the business is going to work. Shampre, it's a great idea, but the actual implementation might not be, I mean, it might not be as to how you are imagining it to be. Was there a point where it got really scary for you? Like, you know, as an entrepreneur, Shampre, you're going, is it going to work? Uh, or was there a low point for you when you, when you started off doing shoppertainment? Yeah, because I was doing the selling of the service that people didn't even know what it is about. <laughs> so selling something that people didn't know about was hard, right? So when that happened, what I did was just create like meetings that would educate them. What is live commerce? What are the numbers? What are, what's the industry about? How can this help you? So I had to mm -hmm. do that in different brands and people got to understand better. And uh, when they saw the results as well, parang, that's where they really understood. And until now, I've been campaigning what live commerce is about. And I've been helping brands. That's why we're an enabler. We would even talk to the different middle managers of that certain company just for them to understand how can marketing and e-commerce go hand in hand for this certain um, situation that we have. Yeah, just, just to let you know, there are e-commerce marketing departments right now. In, in different companies as well. So before it was just marketing, before it was just e-commerce, right now there are e-commerce marketing departments as well. Because of and, what and they, they, often, they often come to you to help them sort of implement their e-commerce marketing strategy. I'm guessing that that's yes. the, the tool right now. That it, you're sort yes. of like an agency to them to implement the strategy. Yes, but uh, in live stream commerce in that, wow. in that uh, aspect. And having said that, no, I know that things grew 39x during this pandemic. Can you just tell, share with me, like, let's say, when was that point in time? I often say, you know, like when you do business, there comes a point in time where you go, oh my God, it's actually going to work or, 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 you know, or, or, wow, I can't believe that it, it's gone this far. When was that point for you when we, when you reach up with table where you say, oh my God, it's going to work or wow, I can't believe what I'm doing. When did, when did it come for you? When we started getting 20 to 30 streams a month. When we started wow. getting that, I knew I had to hire more people to meet the demand. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we're getting 70 to 100 live streams um, in a month. Wow. So it's, <laughs> it's really fast. Yeah, definitely. It's, it accelerated because of what happened back in 2020. Now, having said all this one, yes, I mean, it's, it's a truly amazing story. I'm impressed by your entrepreneurial journey. It, you know, and the thing is, what's even more inspiring for me or, or you know, or what, what I like about the story is that you're just about to start and you're already 39x because of this pandemic and the pandemic just, just pushed you guys, no? I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you're also seeing right now a lot of parang emerging opportunities, right? I mean, not only in choppertainment or live streaming, but also in different industries who can enter into it. Can you help me just put on that sort of hat? No? If, if you had the time to do other things, let's say you're seeing so many opportunities emerging right now, from your perspective. And if you had the time, what would be these opportunities that you would pursue? 
in, in live streaming or, or products that are, that are being sold in live stream or e-commerce marketing that uh, if you had the time, you'd actually get into it? Um, I actually want to understand more about augmented reality and how it can help in e-commerce. Uh, I've been seeing it in different countries as well. And I've been seeing some cases here in the Philippines, but I think it's something that's going to get bigger. And uh, that's something that I want to get into as well um, and uh, find ways on how to integrate that to amplify the campaigns. And how about for other opportunities? What are you what are you seeing for other people coming up as well? I mean, if you were to advise somebody who was doing business right now or, or getting into business and, and doing live streaming, what should they do? What should, what are the opportunities that are that are present for them? Uh, just be consistent. Because uh, through consistency, that's where you can build a study and a case for your brand. And that's how you can uh, create strategies. Of course, if something doesn't work, you should tweak it and make ways on how to make it work for you and to find higher conversions for your brand as well. Wow. Um, yes, you are. A, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're 30 years old, right? Is that right? Yep, I'm 32. <laughs> 32, but 32, 32 but and, and you're and you're managing your own business. There are many people, many female entrepreneurs who are very inspired by your story, and uh, I mean they they see all the glamour that is coming with you know being a CEO, but maybe maybe they don't see the hard work that you've done to get there. If there are some pieces of entrepreneurial insight or advice that you want to share with the people who are, who are coming up or who failed a bit more, but then, you know, trying to trying to get back up or, you know, they're hitting that that kind of like plateau and they want to improve. What, what's your advice for these people? What insights have you gained over the years that you want to share with people? Um, first is um, just do it. If you have an idea, create a minimum viable product first and try to sell it. The first sales is actually something that would tell you that, hey, this works. <laughs> uh, if you get to sell that, then it, 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 there's an opportunity for that. And then you scale bigger. Get the funding if you have to. Get partners if you have to. But find the right partners. Find partners who will be essential to the growth of that company. They're just not, just, they're just not there to give you money, but give you sound advice, give you expertise, uh, give you contacts and network as well. So choosing the right partners is very, very important. And also hiring the right people who will uh, go on board with your company. So again, uh, it's all about um, finding the right people. It's not about just you. It's not just about yourself, but finding the right people and partners to help you grow that vision. Well, you're so lucky that you got Steve C of Great Deals E-Commerce yes, and the Ace Gapos of Blogapalooza <laughs> to, to, to partner up with you and help you grow this company. Again, yes, Neri Soyal, thank you so much for joining us from Shoppertainment Live. I am so inspired by you and, and, and look forward to seeing the next chapter of how you will grow uh, live streaming here in the Philippines. Again, thank you so much for joining us. My name is RJ Ladesma. If you enjoy uh, what you heard here in the RJ Ladesma podcast, please subscribe and invite more friends to listen to the RJ Ladesma podcast. And of course, please, I invite you to also to listen to uh, Yas's uh, podcast. Yes, please invite them to subscribe to your podcast. Thank you so much, RJ. So everyone, uh, please uh, follow and subscribe before you buy on uh, Spotify and iTunes as well. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you again next Tuesday. Take care. God bless. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>